Welcome to this week's episode of The Movie Digest with me, JQ. And me, Finn. This week's episode is Top 5 Swearing Films. So it's week number two. Some of you might be wondering why we've got two episodes in one week, but we've recorded the first episode last week and it's taken iTunes, what, five days to approve our new podcast? So that's why there's two this week. So there's, or you've obviously had no time to get any reaction from friends and family about the podcast or anything. No. You, do, you need to say yes or no, don't not on the podcast. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, my mum gave us eight out of ten, uh, which was nice, but she's a little bit biased. She also said, I think the actual quote was, 8 out of 10, and I would have given you more if I liked films. So it's good to know the kind of, we're, we're really getting in touch with our core, <laughs> core audience. If there's a film about chickens, then uh, maybe she'd be interested. Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Maybe I'll get her to watch that. So in homage to Quentin Tarantino, whose new movie Django Unchained is out this week, uh, we thought that this week's top five, we would pay tribute to one of cinema's most famous swearers, and select our top five profane movies or yes. movies that have swearing in it. Yes. What I tried to do was to kind of stay clear of like the obvious ones. So that's like Lockstock, Scarface, yeah. Yeah. any Martin Scorsese yeah. movie, and try and go with ones that do it more just for the effect or yeah. the, way, the way that it's done in the script. So top five. The fifth one, having just said that with that preamble, <laughs> my fifth one's kind of an obvious one, but number five, Die Hard, had to be in yeah, there somewhere. Good. Yeah. The swearing has now become part of the uh, brand almost. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I can't think of too many other cinematic characters where their catchphrase has a swear mm. word in it. There aren't many who's... Because even, I mean, like in Scarface, Tony Montana's is say hello to my little friend. You know, um, yeah. that's his most famous one. Or... I can't think of any. Let's have a think. Um, no. Mine's blank. <laughs> no, I can't think of any either. So that had to make an appearance at number five. Uh, number four, South Park, the movie. Yep. Um, there's a lot in that. There is a lot. See, that's one of the few <clears throat> that one of the few that I've chosen where there's an awful lot in there. Yeah. But it's used to such brilliant comedic <laughs> effect. I just think. Uh, I, I, do you know I find out that South Park, the movie, is, is one of John Landis's top five films of all really? times. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's a great film because it's hysterically funny but it's yeah. actually a brilliant musical yeah. as well the music it, is superb it's incredibly crude <clears throat> but it's very funny I I mean the, my favourite example of that is the song quite near the start about the two comedy characters Terence and Phillips kind of questionable relationship with their respective uncles yes uh, uh, did that film get that, that song get an Oscar or put up for an Oscar I can't remember well, it it, was, it not, was it not Blame Canada that was put up for the Oscar Probably. I'm that sure that amazing because well. of all the farting noises it must have taken <laughs> months to put all that together <laughs> it's very funny and again that kind of going back to last week's episode that appeals to the, the 15 year old yeah, boy inside yeah. me so number three I put down Terminator the first Terminator film is there swearing in that? There is, uh, not a huge amount, but I put it in purely for the scene where he's staying in the hotel and he's going through the address book trying to find out where Linda Hamilton will have um, been trying to hide. Oh, yes. And the janitor comes along and knocks on the door and he's like, hey, buddy, you got a dead cat in there? And it, you see it from the inside of his eye when he's oh, scrolling yeah. down the possible responses and it's like, <laughs> yes, no. And then he eventually gets to F you as hard, <laughs> um, which is just uh, such a brilliant response. And the thing is as well, I think most people do that in their heads. You know, if someone really annoys you, yeah. you go through the possible responses, but ours is usually the polite answer. Yep. Number two, train spotting. 
quite a lot of swearing in that again, but because it's something that reminds me quite a lot of home. <laughs> Uh, not too much of home. A little bit. I mean, I, I've never, I was never in the... Uh, never sunk into the carpet while on a drug high. Nah, and I've never had to dive into the toilet to save some pills, but there's quite a lot of it that actually hits quite close to the bone. <laughs> I don't think that's even a phrase, hits quite close to the Sorry, bone. Okay. It's no. close we, to the we, bone, I don't we're know. We're making stuff up. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> but the, the scene that I chose is a scene where Begbie throws a pint glass yes. off the balcony yeah. and then goes downstairs and utters the immortal phrase, that lassie got glassed and no C leaves here until we find out what C done it. <laughs> Absolute quality piece of... Uh, He's a great Oscar actor in that, isn't he? A brilliant Robert Carlyle's amazing. He's not like that in real life though, is he? I don't think so. I, I mean, he's got him. quite a gruff Glasgow accent mm. in real life. So, And number one for me, and there's a reason for this, is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's got stupendously British swearing in it. Um, I just love the way that they... they do, they, they use the swear words kind of around about our own vernacular. Probably my favourite example is the first time you meet Nick Frost's character, yeah. Ed. He is swearing whilst playing a, a slot machine. Right. Uh, not a, um, well, I thought he was playing a zombie video game, was he? No, no, no. What are they called? Pinball? Nah. In Scotland, they're called a puggy. A puggy? Yeah. You can't see the hand gestures Finns do at the moment. <laughs> the thing we put in... I don't know what they're called. You know the things that you get in pubs where you put in a pound and you need to try and press the buttons. Hold oh, fruit machine. It. Fruit machine, right, that's it. Okay. Fruit machine. So Ed's playing a fruit machine and he's swearing at the fruit machine. Right. And then he comes over to the table and he asks very politely, can I get any of you C's a drink? <laughs> I just love that. But uh, another reason why, why Shaun of the Dead topped the list for me is because um, if you've ever uh, seen the DVD, mm. there's an extra on it called Funky Pete. Funky uh, Pete. Pete's one of the flatmates of um, Ed and Sean in the film, played by Peter Sarah. Oh, right, okay, yep. The extra on the DVD is called Funky Pete because they've taken an excerpt from the film that they've had to redub so that there's no swearing in it, right. so that it's available for, like, commercial airline yeah, flights yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So anyway, this is, this is the excerpt called Funky Pete. It's four in the funking morning! It's Saturday! No, it's not. It's funking Sunday. And I've got to go to funking work in four funking hours because every other funker in my funking department is funking ill. Now, can you see why I'm so funking angry? Funk, yeah? Hey, oh, Pete, look. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. We just, we've had a couple of drinks. We split up with Liz tonight. Just keep it down, yeah. Prink. Nothing. No, 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 come on, stop it, we're friends. He's not my friend, he's a funking idiot. What's that supposed to mean? It means, why don't you funk off? You want to live like an owl? Go live in a shed, you thick funk. Oh, leave him alone. Stop defending him, Sean. All he ever does is hold you back. Or does it make your life easier having someone around who's more of a loser than you are? What's that supposed to mean? You know what I mean. I assume it was Liz who did the dumping. Sort your funking life out, mate. What's up with your hand, man? I got mugged on the way home from work. Fired. I don't know, some crackheads or something. One of them bit me. 
Where did they bite you? I don't know. I didn't stop to ask them. No. I've got a splitting headache, and your stupid hip-hop isn't helping. And the front door is open again! It's not a hip-hop. It's an electro drink. Next time I see him, he's dead. Very good. There were a couple of other kind of notable mentions that I wanted to mention. These didn't quite make the top five, but there are a couple of really funny ones. One was um, Bill Nye, uh, the very start of Love Actually, where he's trying to re-record, uh, do a cover of Love oh, Is All Around, yes, but since yes. Christmas is all around and keeps getting the, the words mixed up. Planes, trains and automobiles. The whole movie, there is no swearing at all, apart from this one scene where Steve Martin's trying to get a rental car yeah. from the airport and... Uh, he just drops this <laughs> F-bomb like it, it, over his whole sentence and when he's trying to get hold of this car, which is uh, which is a great scene as well. And also as well in um, Blade Trinity, yep. uh, which is a fairly dreadful movie. Is that the one with one of the Ross brothers in it? No, that's the second one, which right. is amazing. Right. Luke Goss? Yeah. Yeah, he's in the second one. Uh, no, Blade Trinity. Um, there's a line where Ryan Reynolds calls the girl who's like the head vampire a uh, cock juggling thunder sea, <laughs> nice. which is one of the best insults I think I've ever heard. So yeah, that that's my top five. Nice. Well, I haven't really got a top five. I've just got a list of the five films with the most swearing in it. Obviously, I didn't compile this myself, so I can't vouch for their accuracy, but I'll just um, go through it. So we've got Summer of Slam by Spike Lee, about 400 F-bombs in there. A film called Alpha Dog. Is it Justin Timberlake that's in that? The geek from The Girl Next Door got cast as a drug dealer. I don't know. No, no. Uh, oh, oh, no, no. Oh, no. No, I don't 310. know. 310. Uh, running Scared. Guns, Corrupt Cops and a bag full of 267 F-words. Very good. Pulp Fiction with 250. State Property 2. Never heard of Never it. Never heard of it. 248. The Big Lebowski. 240. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. We spoke about that yesterday. It was oh, yeah. 228. And then at the end is The Departed, 226. What about, is Casino not quite uh, high up Apparently, there? and, and um, Neil, a friend of ours, said Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen that either, actually. Yeah, but it's I, got a lot of swearing yeah. in it. But my favourite film with swearing in is Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. Just the start, because it's just, it just starts with swearing, and it's completely unexpected. Um, that's I remember reading an article once about how, you know, people get offended by these words and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But it lessens the impact, because it, like, you take that opening line from Four Weddings and a Funeral, when he's walking about, if he was just going, damn, damn, yeah, doesn't damn. Make any, yeah. It, it doesn't seem quite as uh, punchy as what it does in the film. So. Exactly. So that is our top five films with swearing in it. That's top swearing, yeah. Glenn. Well done. Watch and yeah. learn. So, should we move on to some movie news? Yeah. Well, this one caught my eye this morning. Diehard director John McTiernan heading to prison. Really? Yeah. This is from the BBC News website. Diehard director John McTiernan has lost his appeal to have a one-year prison sentence overturned for lying to the FBI in a wiretapping case. No way. Yeah, you couldn't write that, could you? Yeah, apparently he was accused of wiretapping a producer on another film. I don't know, maybe they're having arguments about something. And then he lied to the FBI about saying he didn't wiretap it. And then he said he was guilty, that he took, retracted his guiltiness. So he's, could be going, he's not going to prison for wiretapping, because that was never proven, but he's guilty of lying to the FBI. 
that's some serious stuff. Yeah, so it's... Uh... I would have loved that if guilty of lying to the FBI and then the FBI make a statement and it's Special Agent Johnson, <laughs> that, no relation, that makes the statement. That would be amazing. The director initially pleaded guilty in 2006 after the FBI obtained a recording in which the men discussed the wiretap, but he later withdrew his guilty plea. You couldn't write that as a movie plot, really, could you? Uh, that's amazing. What have you got? Uh, well, there was quite a lot of stuff that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, I suppose first and foremost would be uh, the news that the Oscar nominations have been announced this week. Yep. Just having a quick browse through all the films that are nominated for Best Picture, I have seen one of those films. <laughs> and this okay. is a movie podcast, so I, I really need to pull my finger out and see... see have you got the list of the nine films there? Yeah, so the films that are nominated are Amour. Not heard of it. Argo. Yep. Django Unchained. Not seen it. Les Miserables. Not seen it, don't intend to see it. Silver Linings Playbook. Never heard of it. Lincoln. Want to see it. Zero Dark Thirty. Not heard, I've heard good things about it, but... Or have I heard bad things? I can't remember. <laughs> it's one of the two. Life of Pi. With a tiger. And Beasts of the Southern Wild. Beast of the Southern Wild? Is that the obligatory foreign film that they usually put in there? No, Amur's the foreign film that they've put in there. Beasts <clears throat> oh, of the okay. Southern Wild, I think. Uh, I, I haven't actually seen it, but I heard really good things about it. The, I think the lead actress in it is like nine years old or something. It's it's to do... Oh, that's terrible. There's something to do with the flood or something like that. Right. In it. Uh, she's... I can't remember what happens, but anyway, there's that. It's a list of uh, pretty safe nominations. Just Nothing going particularly down. exciting in there, is it? Nah. From what I've heard, they're all fairly good films. It's a fairly strong year all round. I say I haven't seen most of these, but quite a lot of them have only just really come out in the UK. Yeah. So I'll definitely see if I can have a look at these. But it's all fairly standard uh, choices for director, actor, and the supporting roles as well. In terms of the total nominees, Lincoln, the new Spielberg movie, mm -hmm. that, that was top of the list with 12. 12? Didn't, is that more than Titanic? I think Titanic got 11, didn't it? It might be, but then they don't... It's how many they win for. Because uh, there can right. be films that are nominated for 10 and right, they okay. never get anything. Right. I think Inception was up for quite a few and didn't win anything. He has a few directors that have never won an Oscar, like Scorsese. Oh, no, did he not win one for The Departed? No. He didn't? I don't think so. I was sure they gave that to him. That could be, could be showing my ignorance. Let me just have a quick note. Because that was the whole shtick. Like, yeah. Because there's, there's this thing that happens at the Oscars where actors sometimes get Academy Awards for roles that by far and away weren't their best roles. Yeah. But because they've missed out so many times, the Academy gives them an award. Anyway, like the, one of the best examples is... Uh, Sean Connery got the Oscar for The Untouchables. Did he? Yeah. I've not seen that film yet. It's, it's, it's really good, um, but it's by no means his best performance because he's meant to be an Irish cop who sounds like he's from Edinburgh. From like Chicago. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got a, um, Scorsese got an Academy Award for The Departed. Thank you. Yeah, I should point out that me and Finn are both editors. Um, so I'm always interested in um, the editing Oscar. I'm just reading down here that... Um, Academy Award for Best Film Editing was The Aviator in 2004. <clears throat> I've often wondered what counts as good editing in a film. Something like Pulp Fiction where it's all jumbled up or, you know, technically good editing. I don't really know. It's it's the same for me as well. Like uh, when um, the guy that directed The Queen's Speech, what's his name? Tom Hooper. Yes. He won the Oscar for Best Director. I mean, it looked quite yeah. aesthetically about pleasing, the but there, there wasn't anything that was like you'd say... That was incredible, the way that he he 
directed, directed that. But you know? I think it's getting perform directing performances out of people that normally wouldn't give that performance. Does that make sense? Yeah, but again, like you've got two absolutely fantastic actors, uh, Jeffrey Rush and Colin Firth. Well, Colin Firth is good, but he's not amazing. I mean, would you have ever thought that the guy from Bridget Jones would get a, an Oscar? But he's been in other films as well yeah, where he's had been to really do... good in it. Yeah, I, yeah. There was this film that's, I think, quite underrated. I mean, the film's pretty flawed, but I thought his performance was great called Trauma, which came out a number of years ago. No, I've not seen that. He plays this guy that's been in a. I won't spoil it for you, but he plays this guy who's been in like a car accident. All right. And he's trying to piece his life back together and stuff. And he, he's struggling to come to terms with yeah. his life after it and stuff. Yeah. Like that. He is excellent, really good. And also, as well, in the you know in the period dramas and stuff that they do I always thought he's just playing himself really I suppose so <laughs> so that's the Oscars so the main thing I learned from the Oscar nominations is I definitely haven't seen enough films <laughs> <laughs> recently yes have you watched any films since last week's episode uh, I watched quite a few actually um, I watched a film called We Need to Talk About Kevin yep just got Tilda Swinton in it. It was one of the she the weird films. looking woman. Yeah, yeah. She's usually a witch in something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's the crazy lady from the beach. I haven't seen the beach, but oh my I know goodness, who you mean. Uh, it's a great film. Uh, yeah, she was the white witch in the most recent version of uh, Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah, uh, and again, the it's kind of Tarantino. You know, it jumps backward okay. and forward it's not chronological but I like uh, that sort of film it was absolutely fantastic film uh, the performances are great there's quite a few young actors in it who are really good yeah. and it, it's just quite interesting I, I think actually uh, in the wake of you know the, the high school shooting in December mm -hmm. to watch a film like that because it's th these aren't any spoilers but um, Tilda Swinton's son in the movie Kevin has obviously perpetrated this this ah, huge crime. That's what I got to talk about him. But the whole story is centered around the mother and her experience and her experience with Kevin and the other people in the town and all these right. kind of things. Right. And uh, it's just it was it's quite a powerful film. I'm just trying to think if I saw any other films from last week. I rewatched Limitless. That's a good film. Good. That. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I'm not quite sure what the um, what the moral of the film is. Yeah, because he gets because, away with it, really. Yeah. He? <laughs> um, he basically gets away with it. So I, I was I was a bit perturbed by the end of it yeah. from that point of view, but it was, it was quite an enjoyable film. Yeah, I watched Predators. Oh, I watched that when it was on TV a couple of weeks ago, yeah. actually. it was. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was okay. But it's, it's one of those films where you, you switch your brain off and watch it. Because when, when it first started, it, it was the music from Predator as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the same guy that um, did the score, but reading up in it they said that they took inspiration from it which basically means they just copied it um i enjoyed it Lawrence fishburne was crazy in it yeah completely crazy um it wasn't as good as predator obviously no because it didn't have arnie and it didn't have any sort of backstory reason they didn't, never said why or how they got transported to that rock yeah which is a bit strange and then they didn't explain about the doctor guy yeah which is a bit odd but i enjoyed it when they when he rips that geezer's head out and his spine comes out <laughs> that was great yeah i i i um I, I didn't mind it it was okay but uh, i i just the thing that shocks me most when i when i watch predators is just realizing how much adian brody's career has completely <laughs> nosedived since yeah. the pianist like he's making films that aren't even making it to the cinema anymore they're straight to asda's bargain bucket dvd section Strange. he's good at he was in the only other thing i've seen him in is king kong 
Yeah, he's, he's okay. No. Have you not called. seen The Pianist? No. Oh, he's this one of these three-hour-long Oscar things. It was definitely it's a Roman Polanski film, and it was definitely created as one of right. one of those kind of Oscar baiting things. So. Yeah. When next time I've got three hours to spare, I might squeeze something else in <laughs> for the pianist. <laughs> but he's great in that, and he's good in quite a few of his other early films. He's in. Um, he was in the Darjeeling Limited. Limited. Uh, the Wes Anderson movie, and he's, yep. he's really good in that. As Have well. you seen the new Wes Anderson? Wes Anderson movie um, Moonrise Kingdom yes I, I haven't seen that yet actually I, I just really saw the poster for it and I thought oh that looks interesting as soon as I saw the poster I thought yeah that's a Wes Anderson movie because it had Bill Murray and it looked a bit odd it's got Ed Norton in it as well who I think is a yeah he's a weird one because apparently he's a total douchebag yeah he's a good actor so yeah did you have you watched Hulk is it Hulk yeah. the Incredible Hulk the one with he, him in it yeah I didn't care for that much yeah I think the guy that's in the Avengers playing Bruce Banner is really good. I think it's better than Ed Norton. Uh, what's his name? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. Or is it Ruffalo? Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo, because there is the Gruffalo. The Gruffalo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he quite Gruffalo. like that, actually. <laughs> the Hulk played by the Gruffalo. That'd be pretty cool. Um, it also, in movie news this week, I, I don't know if this uh, slipped off your radar, but I was giddy as a schoolboy when I found out uh, Jurassic Park yes. 4 has been announced yes. for Any next details? year. Any details? Uh, it's pretty scant on details just now. Spielberg's going to be involved in some way, not as director, like so he was producing. For three. So he'll be money, producing yeah. or exec producing. And uh, rumored to, he's working with a writer just now. Rumored yep. to be writing the script is a guy called Mark Protosevich. I had to look that up. <laughs> um, whose other script credits include Thor, I Am Legend, Poseidon, and The Cell. So that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. No. I don't really care what happens as long as they bring Jeff Goldblum back yes. in there somewhere. What can they do? So the first one was on the island, the theme park. The second one was... On the second island and then no, in the city. Yes, in the city. Um, yeah, so the second one got Pete Porthoswait in it. And that's where they capture the yeah, T-Rex. the T-Rex, yeah. And then in the third one, that guy... The, the, the kid kind of lands, lands on the island and yeah. they have to go and rescue yeah. him and they trick Alan Grant to going yeah. back to help them. And that's right. Um, but that's got the pterodactyls on it. That's right, yeah. Is that on the second island as well? Yes. Must be. Because uh, that's why Alan Grant starts freaking out. He's like, you've taken me to an island that I've never been to before. What would you... Who and what would you want to see in Jurassic Park 4? Preferably some sort of hybrid between aliens and Jurassic Park, <laughs> uh, where all the dinosaurs have got lasers. And there was stuff. a cartoon series, but in the eighties, do you remember that? When they had all those. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't remember yeah. What it was called? Uh, I can't remember. It was one of those uh, early morning Channel Four shows. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. That was great. That. But um, did they kill off Attenborough in the third one? No, he was ill. Per- in he's purely in the second one. So you'd assume he was dead by now. I'd quite like to see, I don't know if they would, um, but I'd quite like to see the two kids come back as well, Lex yes. and Tim. Yes. I know uh, Tim, who's played by Joe Mazzalo, I think his name is. Yeah. He was in The Pacific, you know, the TV show that was kind uh, of like... yeah, I really want to see that. A follow-on yeah. from uh, Band of Brothers. Yeah. So he's definitely still acting, but the girl, Adriana Richards, mm. she is an artist now, I think. Yeah. I don't think she really does acting anymore, but... Oh, that would be amazing if they could coax the two of them back into it as well. What sort of premise would they be back on the island for? I've got no idea. <laughs> I, I can't even think of anything. Um, but they yeah. Must have to, yeah, this time we'll have to have um, water-based dinosaurs. Yeah. All the land ones in the first and the second one. The third one had pterodactyls. So it'd have to be some dinosaur that we haven't seen yet. I think just dinosaurs in a different circumstance. Mm. 
Uh, it'd be quite cool if they if they brought them back to the city. I think as well. They've done that though, haven't they? Yeah, but it was only the T Rex. Just the one, yeah. And that was it. But if you had like raptors going mental in LA or something, that'd be amazing. Eating those people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it'd be awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing Jurassic Park at the cinema and having to queue to see it. With my, I remember having a two pound coin for the first time <laughs> I'd ever seen one, or a friend had one. Brilliant, loved it. Is that when two pound coins came out? No, it was a lot. This is two pound. This is movie related, but yeah, two pound coins. I think they came out a long time before. Then there's a gap, and then they came out again. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So I always thought they came out like late nineties. Yeah, they did, but I think they had some before. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. A little bit of trivia for you. Yeah. You know, we were talking last week about uh, movies for this year that we're kind of excited about. Yes. Uh, there were a couple that I forgot to mention last week. One of which is the new Godzilla movie that they're bringing what? out this year. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard about this. Is this a, a Japanese one or an American one? It's American, but that shouldn't put you off because yeah. there's a number. There's a number of ingredients that actually make it sound like it might not be a disaster okay. like the last one was. Yeah. First off, it's legendary pictures that are producing it. They're the okay. people that have done all the Batman films. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Nolan, it's directed by uh, an English guy called Gareth Edwards, who made his first feature film, uh, Monsters. Uh, which came out, I think, two years ago. That he shot himself, more or less. Yeah. And the aliens in Mexico and all that. Yeah, Yeah. it cost about like $100,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So this time he's got $100 million, so it'll be good to see. Uh, I was reading today, it's potentially starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, you know, the guy from um, Kick-Ass. Okay, yeah. The main guy from Kick-Ass. And uh, apparently one of the producers and one of the guys who's done some script rewriting on it is Frank Darabont. Ooh, who's done like yeah, uh, yeah. Shawshank, Green Mile and yeah. The Walking Dead yeah. most recently. Yeah, interesting. So uh, all those things together makes me quite hopeful that it might be quite well done. Are they going to carry it on from the first one, do you think? I doubt it. Well, you mean left- the Matthew Broderick film? Yeah, where they left an egg inside. No. No? No. As yet, unconfirmed reports that Jameer Kwai is going to write a new song for this <laughs> song. Um, oh, but we'll leave that, that be. That was a good song, that. Uh, another film that I, I'm super stoked about this is kind of more for personal reasons is um, The World's End yes. it's the completion of the Cornetto trilogy the so-called yes. Cornetto trilogy I saw a tweet from Simon Pegg that showed the poster in a cinema yeah so that one is that is quite good has there been any trailers or anything for it yet? not really just yeah. stills released right but it's uh, I think it's quite a lot of similar cast that have been involved in the first two films yeah. uh, but there's some really good additions so it's Simon Pegg Nick Frost directed by Edgar Wright uh, but you've also got guys like Martin Freeman coming right. in yep. Paddy Considine's coming back because one of my favourite actors of all time Eddie Marzen and Rafe Spall so it, nice. it should be quite good fun I reckon a lot of people didn't really like Hot Fuzz but I've I can't, that is an amazing film I love Hot Fuzz it was a, maybe a little bit over long but I, before that as well I, Shaun of the Dead was one of my favourite yeah, films when yeah. I was at uni it's just a flawless film and on a kind of similar note as well uh, following on from The World's End uh, have you heard anything about a film called This Is The End no which is coming out this year so all these trailers I'll try and post on the Facebook page yep. so if you guys want to see them it's a movie which is made with the kind of uh, Judd Apatow alumni. Right. So these guys like Seth Rogen, James Franco, Danny oh, McBride, it's Jonah Hill, Jason Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so they play themselves uh, as the apocalypse yeah, happens yeah. around them. I- I'm kind of a fan of those films anyway, yeah. but they look quite funny anyway, because even in the trailer, 
they rip each other for the yeah. movies that they've been in and they kind of play up to their own uh, caricatures. Yeah. So I think that looks like really good fun. And uh, the last thing that I saw this week, which uh, got me really excited, was uh, the release of the new Red Band trailer for Evil Dead, the remake of Evil uh, Dead. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. These Red Band trailers, are they new? Because I don't remember ever seeing Red Band trailers before. Well, it's obviously something from the States. because. Yeah. Well, we don't make any films anyway, so all the films are from the States. No, no, no. But I mean, like, when you see trailers from the States, yeah, uh, like we're used to watching them on YouTube now, and it's got the the green background, yeah. and it says PG-13, available yeah. for, for all audiences. Yeah. But the Red Band trailers are effectively 18-rated yes. trailers. So it can have in boobs or swear words or gore or anything like that. And good Lord, is there <laughs> gore in the, um, in the new Evil Dead trailer. It very, very rarely will I watch something which makes me, when I'm watching it on my own, makes me recoil and wince. <laughs> but there was some stuff in that, especially at the end, and if you've seen the trailer, you'll know what I'm talking about, but there was a bit at the end which literally made me go, oh, okay, and kind of recoil and wince, which can only be a good sign. Right. Um, I, I've got no idea if Bruce Campbell, the guy from the original Evil Dead mm. films, is going to be in it. I kind of hope he is, because uh, he kind of usually makes a cameo in anything that's yeah. affiliated with yeah. Sam Raimi's and all the Spider-Man films and stuff so yeah. yeah I saw the Red Band trailer for the new Schwarzenegger film I can't remember what it's called where he's the sheriff in oh the yeah town. yeah I saw that and Johnny Knoxville yeah. is like shooting people and they're exploding and stuff and you see this all <laughs> in the trailer I was like what is going on I, I, I wish that there'd be it'd be quite funny if they made Red Band trailers anyway for films that were like PGs or Universals <laughs> it'd be quite good have someone ever, must have done that have you ever seen the there's quite a few of them on YouTube uh, where people take films that already exist, yeah. but they cut trailers to them to yeah. make them look like entirely different films. Like The Shining. Uh, which Meet is Jack. He's yeah. a writer. <laughs> um, my my favourite one is Scary Mary, which is a take Scary on Mary, Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. And it's made to look like a horror movie. Yeah. It's genuinely chilling, like, uh, watching it, but they're really well done. Talking of scary, they're doing Scary Movie 5. 5, really? Mm, yep. Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan are in it. That tells you everything you need to know about <laughs> yeah, their careers, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but apparently it's uh, it's not very good. And they're also doing Pirates of the Caribbean 5. <sighs> I, I, I was having a moan about that last week. Yeah, milk but, that cow. Yeah. That cow has been rejuvenated, refilled with milk, and they're going to suckle it again. I think all of those, uh, f just going back to the scary movie films, like they really set a precedent because the first scary movie film was genuinely hilarious it was yeah. really funny but it kind of set off I mean obviously they've done five scary movie films now but they did all these other films like Epic Movie and Date Movie yeah. and yeah. Kung Fu Movie and goodness knows what else which are all absolutely dreadful and you have to watch them at the time because they make so many references to current movies that in yeah. five years time you're like what, what, are, they, what are they talking about so yeah. I watched Clerks 2 the other day or the other week and they were going banging on about um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And this was before The Hobbit was, you know, big in the news. And you're like, this is, this is really old. Talking yeah. about Lord of the Rings five, seven years after it had come out. I do love the, uh, the scene in that where the two, the Lord of the Ring guy comes in the customer and he's talking to <laughs> um, the guy behind the counter about it. And then um, Rando just uh, takes the rip out of him. It's like, that was just three movies of walking. <laughs> Um, Nerds. and then the guy actually barfs at the end and he has to ask where the cleaning products are <laughs> one ring to rule them all 
But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Movie News. I've been JQ. And I have been Finn. Bye. Bye.